Some areas of our country are doing very well, others are doing less well. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. We can no longer, from today onwards, be proud. We can no longer sit back and remain silent on the senseless, unlawful killings, sly racism of another human being based only on what? Their skin colour. We are worried that um, the Chinese Communist Party make use of the evil law to further suppress Hong Kong people. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Hi everyone and welcome back to the new series of Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter, your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. The Union European and Canada have established a relation important, I would Unique, et aussi nous travaillons ensemble au sein du G7, de l'OCE, de l'OTAN, sur un nombre de priorités qui sont clés pour la politique étrangère de l'Union et, il faut le dire, plus récemment, sur l'évolution de la sécurité. On Thursday, US Secretary of State Antony Blinken sent chilling warnings to Moscow after Russia located 100,000 troops on its border with Ukraine. Despite the action, Russia has denied any plans to invade. The Secretary of State met with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov in Geneva amid mounting fears of invasion. And at the meeting, Blinken warned Lavrov that the Kremlin could defuse any international concerns of an invasion by moving their troops away from Ukraine's border. Russian President Vladimir Putin has issued demands to the West, including that Ukraine be stopped from joining NATO. He also wants the Western Defensive Alliance to abandon military activity in Eastern Europe, but has received no reassurances in response. This weekend summit between the US and Russian diplomats follows moves by Antony Blinken to shore up support among US allies for sanctions against Putin's regime. Uh, putting aside, you know, previous presidents and things, you know, kind of that we could have uh, done before. Here and now, Ukraine is uh, an independent, sovereign country that is being attacked by an outside aggressor. On Thursday, talks were held in Berlin with British, French, German and US officials where the US Secretary of State said that allowing a Russian incursion into Ukraine would, quote, drag us all back to a much more dangerous and unstable time when this continent and this city were divided in two with the threat of an all-out war hanging over everyone's heads. The comments came after US President Joe Biden on Wednesday predicted that Russia will move in on Ukraine and warned of a disaster for Russia. But in a move that has since been widely condemned, Biden has appeared to suggest that a minor incursion could attract a weaker response from the US and its allies. The message provoked a rebuke from Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, who tweeted, there are no minor incursions, just as there are no minor casualties and little grief from the loss of loved ones. And next.
Following a devastating volcanic eruption last Saturday, aid is trickling into Tonga from around the world. The eruption occurred on January the 14th on Hunga Tonga, Hunga Haapai, an uninhabited volcanic island in the South Pacific Ocean. The eruption happened underwater and caused a tsunami, killing at least three people in Tonga. The eruption, which could be seen from space, also caused significant damage and crippled communications. The true extent of the damage is still unknown. A New Zealand vessel arrived on Friday with supply water as the island nation has struggled with supplies since the tsunami. The captain of the HMNZS Aotearoa, which was the first supply ship to dock, had earlier told news site Reuters that it was carrying 250,000 litres of water, along with other supplies. The UN says clean water supplies are the top priority for the Pacific nation. Australia has deployed its largest ship, the HMAS Adelaide, which set off for Tonga on Friday. The vessel can carry helicopters, which can be deployed from the ship to bring supplies to Tonga's smaller outer islands. The vessel is due to arrive midweek. The UK also announced on Friday it was redeploying its HMS Bay to the Tonga response and had sent aid supplies ahead with the Australian ship. The Tongan people are, are courageous and um, we're, we're very resilient. And I think um, what I heard this morning was that everyone is just out sweeping the world trying to clean up. And I think there's a general sense of trying to bring back a level of normalcy. We'll be back with a third story from the world this week after this short break. If you guys love this show, I've got something else that you're going to love. The late John Lewis famously said, democracy is not a state, it is an act and each generation must do its part. Today, populism, extremism and disinformation are short-circuiting our democratic institutions and the consequences are dire. So what can you do about it? Join historian Will Hitchcock and media scholar Siva Vardianathan on their podcast, Democracy in Danger. Each week, they speak with brilliant minds and untangle the many threats the US and the world are facing. Find Democracy in Danger on your podcast app or visit dindanger.org. That's D-I-N-D-A-N-G-E-R dot org. Or just look up Democracy in Danger wherever you get your podcasts. It is disturbing that Holocaust denial and distortion have been on the rise again in recent years, especially online. Therefore, in the resolution, we go beyond simply condemning the denial of the Holocaust. While acknowledging the effort made so far, we call on member states and UN-specialized agencies, but also on social media companies, to take active measures against this disturbing trend. The UN has adopted a resolution aimed at combating Holocaust denial, and it's urging member states and social media firms to help fight anti-Semitism. The resolution put forward by Israel and Germany was passed without a vote by the 139-member General Assembly. The UN commented that the move sends, quote, a strong message against the denial or the distortion of these historical facts. In one week from today, we will commemorate Holocaust Remembrance Day. I believe that the resolution we just adopted is a significant contribution towards keeping the memory of the victims alive and to making sure that the horrors of the past will never repeat themselves. Nibida, never again. Thank you. Six million Jewish people died in the Holocaust. 
Nazi Germany's campaign to eradicate Europe's Jewish population. The new text commends nations that preserve sites that once served as Nazi death camps and concentration camps and urges member states to provide educational programmes on the Holocaust. Germany's Foreign Minister, Annalena Baerbock, and her Israeli counterpart, Yeh Lapid, said in a joint statement they were concerned by a recent dramatic increase in Holocaust denial. So, you're all caught up. That's where we are in the world this week. Be sure to listen next week to stay up to date on the latest news around the world. Search Where We Are with Nina Porter on all podcast platforms and subscribe today to get new episodes first.